everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Local Influencers Podcast. Abel and Geneva here again with you this week, and we are joined by Coastal Bands, a public figure here. Her name is Marisol. I'm sure you have seen her on Instagram. She has quite the following. Her Instagram videos are contagious. I caught myself watching them for like hours earlier. Um, <laughs> she is at Marisol's blog. And Marisol, you want to say hi to our listeners? Yes, hi everybody. Thank you to Geneva and you, Abel, for having me on. I'm super excited to be on your podcast. Welcome to the podcasting world. I mean, not welcome, but like, welcome to the influencer world. And it's a new podcast. I'm, I've been listening and I'm really excited to be on it. Awesome, thank you. And <laughs> so Marisol's blog. Okay, guys, so let me tell you, her Instagram is... I, I just, we just interviewed someone earlier and I talked about aesthetic and I love an aesthetic. You really have this going on with your quick Instagram TV, like cocktail, the cocktail type of drink making things. It is the coolest thing ever. Aw, thank you. What, what, like, what made you come up with that series? Like how, were you just like bored one day? Like, hey, you know, I'm going to do this or... So I didn't actually put Marisol's blog together until like literally a year and a half ago and I was turning 29 and I wanted to just kind of pivot where life was. I was kind of putting a place to scream out into the world, scream out into the void of the internet and kind of see if anybody hurt me. But then I was like, okay, I like fashion. Other people do fashion and they do it really well. What can I do really well? And I've done cocktails for a long time. I like trying different things whenever I'm out and about. So it felt natural there. And then uh, my new drink series behind the bar cart was really because I wanted to switch it up. I had been doing, I did a couple of videos with a partnership with a tequila company and I did uh, Tequila Tuesdays. And I felt like I was really limited by that. And I also wanted to find a place where I can showcase local spirits because we do have distilleries here in the coastal bend so i wanted to have the opportunity to work with them as well so we did behind the bar cart um the bar cart came out of nowhere uh, initially i was gonna find a location to do this at and it was gonna be behind the bar with me and then we just kept having some issues and scheduling conflicts and i was like the easiest thing to do it is like do it in my living room week after week. I can film late hours and, you know, post it later. So that's how we did behind the bar cart. Well, it's pretty cool. And and it look, it's a very professionally done. It's not, you know, it doesn't, it looks like you put some time and effort into it. And um, so it, it comes, like I said, I watched, I don't know, literally maybe 10 videos earlier. I was just like, and like, look, I was just like watching and we had Zoom calls throughout the day. And um, yeah, I was just like, this is such a cool thing. And um, it's like a different take on just like a regular kind of like to do like YouTube video, you know, and YouTube videos, yeah. I kind of feel like are old and done. So it's really cool how you took the Instagram TV route. I think my, my issue with like that YouTube videos that are like how to is they take so long and they focus so much and explain the history and the background and the everything and I'm like listen we're making a cocktail it isn't a science it is I'm sure I just made like every mixologist cringe being like it's uh, not a science 
I mean, I bartended in college at a speed bar. And my very first night, I like had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, they asked me for a Cape Cod. And I was like, uh, is it red or is it blue? Because I have blue Caraco and some grenadine back here. And I can make it purple. Like, what do you want? And they're like, uh, I'll take a Jack and Coke. And I was like, great, we'll do that. And then later I found out that like a Cape Cod is literally cranberry vodka and a little bit of lime. And I'm like, why couldn't you just say that? So it's making it all approachable while still trying to be respectful of the fact that like people do make a living out of this. They are amazing bartenders here in the coastal band and all over the world and amazing mixologists. So I don't want to disrespect that, but also be very clear. I'm not one of them and I'm just going to make drinks approachable for everybody, especially with COVID. Like we, we were all having three o'clock happy hours. I mean, I'm assuming we all were right. Um, so it's like, let's, make something that like everybody wants to try and that's how it just kind of came naturally and I was like I'm already drinking at three o'clock we might as well just film it <laughs> yeah so uh, you I also on your website so your website is Muddy Souls blog and yeah. um it's kind of like a you're also branching out kind of like a lifestyle type of my, a thing um what interests you in that um I can't just do cocktail content. I feel like when I'm in on my website, on my Instagram, on my Facebook, it all has to be like who I am. I have to be genuine with it. I don't want to force myself into a persona. And I think that by being more than just cocktails, it gave me the opportunity to talk about like traveling because uh, I'm doing lifestyle and adventure. So when I'm traveling, whenever I'm at home lounging, like I needed something that encompassed everything. So it kind of gave me a gateway to just really be like, oh, it's also lifestyle because she likes to get facials and be all about self care. Or it's lifestyle because she likes decorating stuff or she decided to travel somewhere by herself. So it's adventure. It, it just gave me more room to wiggle and I didn't want to be bogged down. Um, in the like creative world, there's nothing like boundaries to keep you like tied into something and make you frustrated with it. So as a creative who did this purely as a passion project, I wanted to have the opportunity to just wiggle all about. Cool. Now, is this like a side job? Do you have a full-time job? Obviously we won't disclaim like what you do, but do you have a full-time job and do this on your side time or how do you, how do you schedule this out? regular nine to five. I am the head of marketing and communications for a financial institution. So I love what I do. Like I love being a marketer. I think for a long time I had worked at different places and got really frustrated by the fact that I was creating something for somebody else. And when I left, I didn't get to take that with me. Like I created a following for somebody or a previous company where like I got them 5,000 uh, followers on Instagram they're like okay cool and I'm like no it's a freaking big deal that I did this in six months you know yeah. so I'm like if I can do this for somebody else I want to be able to do this for myself and it's less about the monetizing it it's more about having fun with it and I think like my following has come slowly but surely and it's because I'm just I'm less interested in followers and more interested in like having interactions with people out there but the scheduling part of it, it it's tough because there's times where I'm like, I can turn out five videos today and get it done. And there's times where I just don't feel like it. 
you know, because this isn't my full-time job, I feel like I'm less accountable to it. But now with the Behind the Bar Cart series, I, I am accountable to people, right? I have partnerships. So I, I make sure that I schedule that in. It's definitely, I normally shoot Tuesday nights at home. The Tuesday nights are slow. So I'm able to do that. And I try to turn out one or two videos. Okay, so you like to batch record and kind of schedule it out. That's the best thing. I always tell creatives, like, because um, I've done the whole YouTube thing. I used to be like a, what they call a booktuber. So I would read and review books. And uh, oh, I'm, cool. I, I've published three books of my own. And so um, I, I used to be a booktuber. So I read and reviewed books. And I always tell people it's the best thing to just one day because you know I work in retail and it's like right now is the worst time of the year for us because we're working in management we're working 40 to 60 hours a week because of Christmas right and right. so the best thing the smartest thing for creatives is to do batch recording I feel like even if you don't have even if this is your full-time job I feel like if you said on Mondays we'll record videos on Tuesdays we'll do interviews on Wednesdays, we'll do a photo shoots around town. And that way you have content for your Instagram, you know? Um, yeah. I, I feel like, do, would you agree that that's one of the best ways to kind of go about it? Yeah, I think it's also like, as a creative, everybody who's like a true creative, they go, they ebb and flow, right? So there's weeks where you're like, I have so many things to write down. <laughs> I have so many ideas. I have all these things in my head. So I think that's a perfect time, like do it, write it down, work on it right there because the next week you're gonna be hitting that low where you're like, I'm so exhausted because I put all this brain power into all these other things. So it ebb and flows. So whenever I'm feeling creative, then yeah, I try to turn out as many videos as I can so I can make up for it whenever I'm not. Um, I'm sure Geneva can relate to this. You know, there's days where you just feel like I feel cuter today than I looked yesterday. That's or like my hair, my hair's doing the right thing or my makeup's just right. I'm like, damn it, okay, right now it's a good day. Let's take an Instagram photo. Because I don't wanna have to take a freaking Instagram photo with a giant pimple on my face because I have to turn out content later. So I, I do it when I can. And I guess that's kind of a luxury for me with it not being a full-time job, but it's, it's that fun part of like, if I feel like it right now, let's just get it done. So one thing we were talking about earlier, um, Abel and I was whenever we're looking at um, um, Instagrams for um, these businesses that we're learning about or that we're talking to, um, your Instagram, I would say is really, um, like your aesthetic is so awesome and it's really consistent. So how did you figure out like, what like your perfect like Instagram like picture like how did you figure that out like was it trial and error or do you just think you have an eye for it like how did you how do you how do you know if you've taken like a good picture I guess I think it's a little bit of both right so because I am a marketer for companies and I do this as a for a living I have a little bit of an eye for it but it's trial and error. I can tell you that for every single photo that I post, there's probably 35 that I didn't post. One where like my eyebrow does this, it does it every time. Like it does this weird little race thing. 
and I hate that. Or we're like, my hair is blowing the wrong way. Or you're having a wardrobe malfunction because the wind blew in Corpus Christi. So <laughs> it's trial and error. And I, I think I had been actively talking about this with some of like other influencers. I'm like, I hate taking tripod photos. It's super embarrassing for me to be out in public and like try to take a tripod, but it's also not feasible for me to hire a photographer every time or to like drag one of my friends because I don't want them to like resent me for it. Um, but no, the aesthetic kind of just came about. I actually sometimes worry that my aesthetic is not cohesive enough because I see a lot of Instagrams who are like color coordinated or all have the same filter or they're all like super moody or some of them are really bright and colorful and my mood changes. Sometimes I'm bright and colorful or there's days where I could just wear black for a month straight, you know? So I think that's where sometimes I struggle with it. So it's really nice to hear that. It looks like I have it put together. Yes, and it looks really authentic. Like I was scrolling through and I was like, mm, I want to follow her around. Like what's happening? I love it. Oh, uh, come hang out. <laughs> no, I was like, um, I was chatting with Geneva and because I was, you know, beforehand and we were looking through some of your stuff and I was like, oh my God, is this girl even from Corpus? Because like a lot of the stuff you do, it seems like um, you, it seems like a bigger city, like things that you're doing or bigger city like vibes on your Instagram and it's funny because we always say like and before I did this podcast I'm actually working with Dine361 and we do I do podcasts there and it's funny that um I didn't realize half the stuff that we have in Corpus until I got yeah. out here and started talking to people in Corpus and I'm like man people don't realize how awesome this city yeah. is like I think we struggle through that. I think everybody goes through that stage in like their late teens, early 20s, where they're like, I want to move away. I want to be in a big city. Uh, Corpus sucks. And there's two things that, that I heard. It's one is grow where you're planted. And two, Corpus doesn't suck, you do, right? I, so it's one of those things where like, the opportunities are here. You want to go, go feel like you're in a big city, go walk around downtown. Like we do have a cool downtown. I think pre-COVID, it was making a very strong move towards coming back. Um, I'd love to see some of those businesses come back to life as, you know, things get back to normal. Uh, but, like, if you want to go have a great dining experience, there's plenty of restaurants for you to do that here. If you want to go have, a, I don't know, a really fancy cocktail and get dressed up, there, you can do that, too. If you want to go to a dive bar and have steak night at Vernon's, do that. Like, whatever you want to do it's available to you here and then don't I mean we don't be afraid to travel I think I think that's one of my favorite things about Corpus is like I can leave and be in the hill country in a couple of hours I could have a different beach in a, di in a couple hours I could do so many things that's available to me drive south and you're in another country in a couple of hours you know so you have so many things that are available to you. Just say yes to more opportunities. And I think that's what like gives me the opportunity to do different things. I recently posted uh, about having like an impromptu helicopter ride. I literally drove by it and I was like, that looks fun. If I'm still thinking about it tomorrow, I think I'm going to do that. 
And the next day I was like, you know what? I got an hour to kill. Let's go take a freaking helicopter ride. So it's having the, the mentality of like, this popped up, let's do it. That's cool. So one thing is to run an Instagram and be active on Instagram. I feel like it's a very hard to do. Like Geneva and I were laughing earlier. We had lunch and Geneva was like, you know, I'm bad at Instagram, like social media. And I think it's so hard to do. It's hard it's so to like, hard. it's hard to be active. Right. And then um, to not only be active on Instagram, but like also reply to comments or reply to messages. Like I'm the worst at that. So you run a, a successful Instagram. What made you say that you wanted to open up the blog? So Mighty Soul's blog, what what was, you know, like you said, okay, I'm running Instagram now. Now I'm going to attach a blog to it. What made you go there? So they actually both came at the same time. I've had my website yeah. since I was 18 or so. And it started off as a blog for animal rights. And it was just a place where I could go in there and kind of write different things about the things that I was doing at the time. Um, my passion continues to be with animal rights. I just do it in a different manner. It's crazy the amount of people who get really passionate and angry about things. I mean, we all saw this past election, right? So I was done with having death threats for a while and I kind of shut it down for a long time, but continue playing for my domain. And then when I decided to really kickstart what Marisol's blog was going to be. And I was like, I want to attach it to a website because I love writing and I don't do it all the time. But when I do, I want to have the opportunity to write in long form and not be constricted by the, like, however many words I can put into an Instagram post. So it's fun to share stories like my failed Tinder attempt, mm -hmm. um, uh, a ghost in my old office or whatever it may be it was great to have a place where i can go into further detail with those things and it, it's kind of more of a diary which is weird so if you're like reading in there it really is how i feel none of it is for like for show so it's a different fun place but yeah it's super hard to manage both i don't know that i'm thank you for saying i have a successful one i think that looking around the whole influencer world is very intimidating because you have people who have a handful of followers who are like at a hundred followers and they're running it like it is a tight shit like a business they're posting every day they're talking to the camera every day they're replying to everything and they don't have a following and then you have people who have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands who are more sporadic with it and or some who do it so great and it's very like picturesque. I don't know what the science of it is specifically. I just know that this kind of works for me. There's days where I just don't post anything on my stories because I had a long boring day at my nine to five, you know? <laughs> you don't want to know that I sat there and like answered 300 emails. That's not exciting. That's not cocktail adventure or lifestyle related, right? But you do want to see a picture of me, like, at the end of the day, with a wine glass in my hand, being like, I'm so freaking done. Like, I, I think that's what it is for me. It has to be genuine. It has to be approachable. And if I feel like answering a comment, I'll answer the comments. If I don't feel like it, I don't. But I also think that's not realistic for every single person who's doing this. 
Well, so before we wrap, what would you say to someone that wants to begin an Instagram, a lifestyle Instagram, and become an influencer? What would you say to someone as a few maybe starter steps that you wish someone had told you? Um, find your niche. Like, everybody does lifestyle. There's hundreds upon thousands of cocktail bloggers. There's plenty of adventure people. Like, what makes you different? What makes you you? Like, what is genuine to you? What is your take on things? And then think about that and see if any of that's going to constrict you. See if that fits into your schedule. See if that fits into your personality. Like, the last thing you want to be is not be real. We can all see when someone's faking it for the camera. We can see when someone's faking it. Find a way to be authentically you and be great at it. And then the following will come. Be smart about it. Do some research. I think everybody's like, oh, I've seen every so-and-so do it so I can do it. Do some research into what it takes, into what hashtags you should be using, what kind of programs are available for you. There's software for everything. There's software to help you find paid advertisements to do with you. Like, there's so many things out there that are available. Don't just go out there and do it blindly. And I think this is more the marketer in me. It's like, do the research. Because if you want to be successful and at the end of the world, you want this to be like your job, then that means that you need to have ongoing education. Find out what's trending. Figure out how to get on Instagram's beta program so you're the first one to try the different things and can have it ready to go and be awesome at it. Find ways to be successful that are available for you. And don't let follower counts or like counts hinder what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I agree. I think that, like you said, sometimes someone with 10,000 followers and someone with 500 followers, sometimes the 500 follower Instagram is better because it's more um, of a community. It's more yeah. interactive. They're, they're, highly, they're more highly to comment and like your pictures, whereas... Sometimes you see those Instagrams that have thousands and thousands and they have a hundred likes. You yeah, know what I mean? So Whereas I, mean, I call them dead fish followers. Yeah. If you're an Instagrammer and you want to get paid for what you do, and if your interaction rate's really low, you're gonna get really low pricing and bidding, right? So if you have a thousand followers and you're getting hundreds and hundreds of likes stick there don't just grow your follower number or your follower count if they're not gonna interact with your stuff yeah for sure geneva do you have anything from marisol before we wrap um nothing i can think of i just you're i i you're my, my new word right now is vibe and my sister is making fun of me but i like your vibe um oh, <laughs> awesome but I yeah like i love it you girl <laughs> this is all over. We need to go have, we need to go have drinks and vibe. <laughs> oh, for sure. And Marisol, is there anything with, that you want to share with the listeners that maybe like share share where they can find you? Maybe share if you have anything coming up. Um, whatever you want to share. Now's the time. Yeah, I'm super excited. I have a new partnership with another local distillery. It's Coastal Bend Distillery, so I'll be working with them on their gin, their vodka, and their whiskey. I'm very excited about being able to continue to highlight local products 
and local places. So make sure that you are following me at Marisol's blog, and it's M-A-R-I-S-O-L. Be a boy, L-O-G. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can reach me on my website at www.marisolsblog.com. For sure. And we will have her Instagram and all of that good stuff linked in the show notes. So thank you, Marisol, for your time. We really appreciate you. I can't wait till COVID thank is over. Thank you so over. much for having me, both you. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait till COVID is over so we can definitely have mixed drinks together in person, hang out. Um... Everyone, thank you guys for the- everything I can tell you on the show. Yeah, there you go. All the juicy tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, make sure you check out MightySoulsBlog.com. And until next week, guys, we will talk to you again later. Bye.